Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty, for professional and specialized asset and occupancy solutions. Visit bullrealty.com or give me a call directly. Well, our show today is an interesting one. We're going to talk about co-working, about shared space. You know, co-working has really grown. You look at a company like WeWork, they now have 551 offices in 97 cities around the world. They have 268,000 members, and I found this in an article written by Craig Smith doing some uh, research. And, you know, there's a lot of concerns around shared space. What is it doing to the office market? Is it good for the office sector and the market, or is it, uh, you know, is it not good? Some folks are saying that maybe office sector will use less space because of this. Um, some people are saying that these tenants uh, that are doing co-working are not proven. They're not proven through a recession. Um, and you know, what is the risk of having uh, these tenants? What does it do to, to valuations? And then if you own office buildings, what about doing this yourself? Well, we're going to talk to an owner of office properties who has been leasing to um, co-working tenants. And we're also going to talk to an owner of office buildings who has been doing his own co-working and see how that has gone for them. Well, first of all, let me give you some uh, part of my interview with Jim Picata. Jim Picata is with Highwoods, and they're a REIT that owns 30 million square feet of office space. And they've done some leases uh, with some co-working uh, tenants. And, you know, I want to ask him about what he thinks about the impact on value, uh, the credit risk to the buildings and their lenders and their investors, um, and what do you think it's going to do in the future, and also the impact on operations for the building and on tenant mix. You know, when we represent tenants looking for space in Atlanta, you know, they're looking at the tenants walking around the building, and how does that impact value? So uh, here's some more from Jim Picata with Highwoods. There are all sorts of trends. You know, co-working uh, is is one of them. It's, it's uh, expanding and it's evolving. And it's uh, a little bit you know, hard for us to fully predict where co-working is gonna be you know, two years, three years, five years from now, but I think it's gonna continue to grow. Yeah, well some uh, lenders and investors have been a little concerned about the potential credit or, or a risk for these large tenants that are doing co-working thinking, well, we haven't had a, a, a recession with these guys being prominent in these buildings. So when you guys kind of look at that risk, you know, how do you gauge it? What do you think about that? You know, we're, we're uh, long-term mm -hmm. owners. So when we buy any office building, we plan to own it indefinitely. Mm -hmm. So we aren't really thinking about short-term uh, ups and downs in value. Mm -hmm. But you're right, uh, co-working in general um, can somewhat devalue a building. Um, I think there's, that's simply because it's still somewhat un, not well understood. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can have a negative effect on, you know, your more traditional tenants like mm -hmm. law firms. Maybe an old, old line sort of blue blood law firm doesn't want to be in a co-working building. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're dressed conservatively, going up the elevator with guys in, you know, shorts and t-shirts. And flip-flops. Yeah. Right. And, and so that, it, sometimes you have to be cognizant of the mix always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we haven't done a lot of co-working, but the little bit that we have done, uh, we've been very happy with it. And, yeah. and uh, it, it has uh, served to enhance, um, in generally speaking, it's, it's served to enhance 
uh, the tenant mix. And, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, we've gotten some nice uh, sort of startups that started in these co-working uh, units and you know came to us and needed 5,000 or 10,000 square feet. Nice. So, so they already good, know the building. Know the building, like it, yeah. like us. Yeah, that's good. So um, how has it been for the management and the operations of the building? Has it caused any issues with density or parking or, or anything like that? Um, for us, not yet, because we haven't done a lot. And we just inked a, a floor in one of our Buckhead buildings. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a 23-story building. So uh, it's a small percentage mm -hmm. of the total. And, and the impact is not really significant. But some co-working uh, users gobble up parking spaces. Yeah. And, and, and we have competed very favorably against some Class A office buildings that have done maybe a little too much co-working. And, and so the existing tenants or the building is gaining a reputation for not having a good parking situation. That yeah. works to our benefit. So you, do, yeah. you have to be careful. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jim. Very good information as usual. Well, stay with us. My next guest owns a lot of office properties, and they have been doing co-working on their own. And we'll get some tips and strategies and what to watch out for there. Stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit BullRealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. Incredible training for commercial agents. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Bomi International. For facilities and property management education, visit Bomi.org. BuyProxy.com. Your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit BuyProxy.com. Red IQ. Turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit RedIQ.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. The segment is brought to you by BuyProxy.com. Check it out. It's a free commercial listing service. And today we are talking about co-working. We're talking about shared spaces. And I think when most people think of co-working, they think of the WeWorks. They think of these companies that are tenants of landlords. And these companies are focused and specialized in doing this themselves. But a lot of landlords around the country have considered setting up shared space, co-working space themselves in their buildings. And uh, there might be some pros, there might be some cons. Well, I have a, a, a guest here, Michael Godin. And Michael is VP with We Partner, and they're actually doing it in some buildings. Michael, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Well, Michael, I think it's real interesting that rather than going the route of, of leasing to companies that do this, that you guys have been doing it. So uh, tell us, to get us started, you're doing it in what, three different buildings right now? And, and what size are the spaces and what percentage of the actual buildings are there? Um, absolutely. So we um, inherited um, some vacancies when we bought a few buildings in Atlanta where we were um, 
needed to wait for a long time until a larger tenant would come and show up and take the 5,000 square feet. And that space already had the conference room, a break room, a little lobby. So we thought, why don't we try it ourselves and see if there is a demand for that after carpeting and painting with a little TI and just kind of um, see if there is a demand for that. And we realized that 800 square foot, one to three people offices for kind of a startup accountants or startup lawyers was the perfect size and they were going for five to eight hundred dollars a month and um, with a little bit more uh, management um, needs but very minimal it's just the first lease up where you sign them up for six months to sometimes two years we were able to fill up our first self-made executive office uh, suite Craig, so you did a minimum uh, six-month lease with these tenants? Exactly. We thought maybe we would need to go lower, but a lot of those people have actually a commitment. They are going for, they just split off from a company or they have a strategy, they have a plan, and they are willing to commit sometimes for six, sometimes for 12, and we have a few people for two years in their suites. And are you doing any uh, shared services? Do you have any personnel involved? No, we have our property manager who is doing a little bit, taking a little bit of the leasing responsibility on site, and that property manager is then touring the suites and um, showing them the kitchen, the break room, the conference room, explaining the, the, the access cards, how that all works. But it's actually very management, not very management intense, because once the people are in, they behave. Right, and then they have to intermingle, if you will. They're sharing the space. You haven't had any conflicts there yet. Um, we haven't encountered any conflicts. It's like in any common office, um, mm -hmm. you're sharing the, the kitchen and you're sharing the fridge and you're, mm -hmm. you're um, sharing the, the, the table in the dining room, so in, in, the, in the break room. Mm -hmm. So we just have our janitorial staff that cleans it as, as we would do with other, build, with other properties. And so these are small portions of your buildings. What percentage of your the, of these buildings are using for that? You say it's 5,000 square feet. So how big's the building? Um, well, the building itself in, in that particular park is 20,000 square feet, um, but the, it, we just took one suite that had already a good demise and uh, structure with, uh, with those common area amenities and um, individual suites that we liked in this 800 square feet uh, um, range. So we took that as stage one and now looking into expanding this and actually mirroring this on the vacancy that is next door to it. And you think, has it helped your building? Have you got any benefits out of it? What do you Absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at the rates that we're able to to receive to 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 get there per on a per square foot base, it's phenomenal. So um, that is something where it absolutely helps our bottom line, the NOI, and um, the the management amount is very very minimal. We actually are looking to. Um, uh, roll out a non-dedicated uh, suites, which you know from Industrious and WeWorks of this world where you are paying a monthly membership fee and then have a, a non-dedicated desk where you have internet and, uh, and, and power and um, access to all of this amenities like conference room and uh, break room. And that will be kind of the next stage of that. That will be more management intense because that's where you would need to have Either somebody on site a little bit, maybe maybe four hours four hours a week. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, four hours a couple of days a week, um, just to be able to monitor and take people in and create a little bit more of a community. And then eventually, maybe somebody is by themselves, and then they move into one of those dedicated suites that are on the lock and um, can grow into a six to twelve, six to twenty-four months lease. Have you had any of these tenants? grow into larger tenants and lease suites in your building? That's the plan. 
Not yeah, yet. Not yet. But, but that's what I think all building owners hope, that these smaller tenants become bigger tenants and they're, absolutely. they're there forever. And I think, um, but I mean, you shouldn't be too ambitious on that either. I mean, yeah. there there isn't, uh, companies don't grow in that exponentially. Somebody mm-hmm. might be having two employees and then grows to three employees. Mm-hmm. They still maybe be able to combine two suites in that executive office right. uh, um, uh, space, but they're not necessarily going to take out a five-year commitment on another uh, suite uh, on a different floor. And have most of your tenants been uh, independent entrepreneurs or have some of them been more corporate companies who, who are just putting a, a space for one of their employees? So we have not go- gone into this WeWork direction of actually going to corporates. Um, mm-hmm. So to us, it's all really uh, independent, smaller accountants, lawyers, mm-hmm. um, real estate agents who maybe want to have a space uh, for themselves, which is outside of their bedroom, mm-hmm. um, outside of their home. Right. And that's kind of been our, our strategy so far. So what have you learned, uh, good and bad, about it so far? Uh, and how long have you been doing it? We have been doing this for about a year, okay. um, so brand new to this. Um, we have learned that um, mixed-use amenities are tremendously important. So in our office park in Phoenix uh, by the airport in, in Atlanta, we are lacking that. We don't have anything anywhere you can walk to for, for lunch. And that is something which is really attractive to any tenant. Doesn't matter if it's uh, executive or off, executive office or, or regular office. So what we are looking to do now is either to attract maybe a coffee um, co- coffee shop, maybe a small coffee booth um, to to the space mm-hmm. so that, that creates a little bit more of a, maybe a sandwich snack um, bar environment mm-hmm. and also maybe to dedicate the maybe to attract because we're creating more density in our units in our offices to cr- attract maybe a small retail uh, uh, space into that area. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are right now looking to do our first office in an existent shopping center. Now this, now this is awesome. So now you, you're, you've done it in your office buildings. Now you're doing it in a retail center. This is cool. Tell us about well, it. Well, the, the, I think it's not a secret that the United States is over-retailed. So mm-hmm. we have too much retail here. Just so. don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we have, and we are suffering from it as a landlord, as many others. So mm-hmm. vacancy is just sitting there. We have a vacancy in our Marietta um, shopping center, New London Square, and that's 10,000 square feet, and it's been a dollar general. And that, that has low visibility, and we've just been waiting and waiting for somebody to show up and take that space. So in that center, we already have a few restaurants. We already have a grocery store. We have walkable amenities, but we don't have office. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a single story because it's, it's retail, so we would be able to control the HVAC and be a little bit more efficient on the use of it um, so we don't need to run it as a large building and we can uh, open the office for longer office hours. So for that particular space, we will be, we will be building it out as a 10,000 square foot executive office, uh, um, office which will have those 800 square foot, one to three people um, corner the offices that are dedicated and a common area which is where you pay like a hundred dollar membership fee and don't have it dedicated just go and see it take a desk that is open and available without a long-term commitment um, or even any commitment you can just do it on a 30-day basis 30 days basis you can cancel and it. is there a, and this is 10,000 square foot it's in a shopping center so is there any kind of coffee bar or snacks or, or personnel in this suite 
So we are looking for a, for a little kind of anchor there up front where we will um, carve out a sweet a space up front, and that will be the coffee with sandwiches, uh, maybe juices, and that will be another hangout area for people mm -hmm. um, who are who don't have an office or who are who you know who are non dedicated in that in that space, and um, we think that's going to be very successful because. The U.S. has a lot of shopping centers, and especially in Atlanta, we are overbuilt on, on shopping centers. We have a lot of vacancy, mm -hmm. but as millennials are seeking to walkable, um, accessible amenities nearby, such as grocery stores, such as movie theaters, such as uh, bars and restaurants, um, that is a natural, I think, good spot for a executive office space since you're already there. Yeah. Parking is usually plentiful and available, and, um, and you can actually walk to your to your sandwich place, uh, you yeah. don't need to hop into your car and drive. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, when we're looking at uh, leasing uh, office space with tenants or we're marketing uh, office building, we don't concentrate on the four walls. You know, we concentrate, well, why do you want to be in this area, right? And what's around it that, that you can do when you walk out of the office? So I think that's a great idea. I mean, to have, to try the, the co-working spaces in a retail center, because like you said, you can walk around to everything. You also, you know, a lot of these small entrepreneur tenants too, you know, may work evenings and may work weekends and things like that. So if you have the ability to just run the heat and air in that space alone, uh, and that makes a lot of sense as well. The key is, and that's what we're looking for, is mm -hmm. to find a local semi-manager of that mm -hmm. space, especially if you have a little bit of volume, 5,000, 10,000 square feet, that it mm -hmm. makes sense to have somebody, especially if you have a non-dedicated desks, you can mm -hmm. have 100 members that are sharing space for only 30, because not everyone is always going to be there. They're going to be just coming in whenever they need to. And right. uh, some people just work three, four days a week out of that space. And so you can you can make a lot more, you can rent a lot more subscriptions. Can they get their mail there too? Exactly. And that's another yeah. opportunity for them. They can yeah. do, they can register address for that space. Yeah, well, that's great. So you've got three of these in office buildings now. And so you're going to expand it and do some more of this. And you said expanding in one of them. We're going to definitely expand it in one of them, yeah. uh, actually in two of them by the airport. And also we are building out now one at our uh, Druid Point, Buford mm -hmm. Highway location in Brookhaven. Mm -hmm. So that's the next one. And this will be the very first one this year. We'll be launching in a shopping center, in a mm -hmm. strip center. I would call it a B-class. Uh, strip center mm -hmm. that um, will really be a, something unique. Yeah, and we're going to follow you. We're going to get you back on and let everybody know how that went. Michael, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for being here. All right, and thank you for joining us. Then stay with us. We'll have more on co-working after this short break. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by BullRealty.com, Commercial Real Estate Asset and Occupancy Solutions, RedIQ.com, Turning Data into Valuable Action, ByProxy.com, a complimentary listing service, CommercialAgentSuccess.com, Video Training from Michael Bull, Bomi.org, Property and Facility Management Education. To access these recommended companies or for more podcasts and videos, visit CREshow.com.